I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to Align Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's beautiful episode, got to have Dr. Daniel Pompa on the show. Dr. Dan and I have been circling around, circling around, round, so circling, God, English, I gotta figure out English. Dr. Daniel Pompa and I have been circling around each other for uh, years at various different conferences and such, and uh, we finally got to sit down and have a conversation. This one is actually from like eight or nine months ago, and it got kind of consumed by the annals of my Dropbox, um, but we're, we're, we're bringing it back. Um, conversation was really fun. We get into his journey through chronic fatigue syndrome that was uh, comprised of pretty much all the all the bad things you don't really want in your health. So depression and anxiety and panic attacks and um, his body was kind of like falling apart for a while. And we get into his journey on, on what the heck was going on in the first place and how he brought himself back and how he's helping people restore their cellular function. Uh, really cool grateful to get to have people like Dr. Pompa on the show. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the website, aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N-therapy.com. I guess I should say alignpodcast.com, actually. They both go to the same place. Go to alignpodcast.com. Um, so on there, you can start the five-day movement challenge. That five-day movement challenge breaks down all the fundamentals that you need to know on how to operate functionally in your body and day-to-day matters, such as walking, sitting, standing, working on your computer, for example, folks are just like hunching over, staring into their cell phones, their computers. It's really rough on the body. That little program thing gets into that. Uh, I wanted to thank Cured for supporting this podcast. Cured is a um, CBD company that I am a big fan of. They sent me out all sorts of great stuff. They got, I got my hands right now. Blackening seasoning with a bunch of CBD deliciousness in it. What else is in here? I'm grabbing my little things. Um, roasted garlic, lemon pepper, 100 milligrams of CBD goodness. Um, really good stuff. They have awesome oils. They have uh, this like chocolate chip cookie dough CBD biscuit thing that I just ate. It's really good. You can get 10% off going to uh, Cure's website and uh, just on checkout, uh, typing in Align, A-L-I-G-N, and get yourself 10%. And they are actually reasonably priced. I was going through their site today. I'm always so impressed with how expensive CBD stuff is, but um, Cured does a pretty good job. I like those guys. So use the line code. Thanks, Cured, for supporting the podcast. I think they're great. Hook me up with all my all my CBD needs. Um, I think we're good. Thanks so much for leaving reviews on iTunes. Blah 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 blah. Here we go. Back to the podcast. This is recorded live at uh, Bulletproof Conference last last year. All right. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Align Podcast. You know, if you don't kind of get into the, like that leopard type of lifestyle, which sounds yeah. ridiculous, but yeah. like an animal in nature, they don't have this long off sludgy period. Right. And then I hunt. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. They move through nature. Absolutely. They climb a tree. Mm-hmm. They rest and they move and it's and then I hunt. But it's yeah. this fluid connection. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, how, so how many years have you been Weird, incorporating that? Yeah. Probably like 
a good solid three years. <laughs> it's weird, like it's this. weird. Probably a good three years because it's this. This I was talking to uh, uh, Mercola yesterday actually about this, and he was he was I don't know who who we were mentioned, but something about failure to implement calls it F- yeah, FTI. Yeah, yeah he does. I was like, that's yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's the thing that I get, I get all world up about sometimes is people that become business people about health. Right. Right. And they, uh, what do they actually implement? I have a thing with that myself, actually. I, you know, I, I go out to dinner and lunch with all these very healthy people. And then I see them order something with corn. And they didn't even ask if it was organic because if it's not, it's GMO. And it's like, my gosh, I mean, listen to what we know about GMOs and glyphosate. And I don't care what you do. It's opening up your gut barrier, your blood brain barrier. It's like, I mean, you know, there's just certain things you can't compromise. So, yeah, you know, it's like, don't you apply what we teach? I do. So what do we need to know about corn and things of that nature? Because that's something I almost always, if I go to a restaurant, which is super rare, um, but if I'm in a restaurant, very rare will I feel as great after that meal as I would if I just made food at mm. home. That's a good point. And, and the ingredients that would cause that surprise people. It's it's the oils. Yeah. Corn oil, vegetable oil, soy oil, sprayed, loaded with this glyphosate chemical that causes leaky gut, disrupts the bacteria in your gut, opens up your blood-brain barrier, drives in mercury and lead and other heavy metals deeper into your brain, mm. uh, cause cellular inflammation, those rancid fats, you know, within moments of ingesting them, uh, you know, driving the inflammation of the cell, therefore the interference of how your hormones communicate with your cell, interfering with the production of ATP. <laughs> Should we go on? Good reason to ask about the oils. What the hell is glyphosate? Yeah, and gl- how is that relevant to a person, like the 0.01% of people that actually know what that is? Like, yeah, how does that? Absolutely. Glyphosate is a chemical, it is the active ingredient in the most used pesticide herbicide on the planet called Roundup. And right. glyphosate is the chemical that studies are showing are leading to a disruption of our microbiome. That's our good bacteria and viruses and funguses in our gut that we need for our brain to work, our immune system to work, to think clearly, to digest food normally. And it's an epidemic of this gut bacteria disruption. Glyphosate, this chemical, is really at the top of the list as far as what's causing this problem. Hmm. Leaky gut it causes. Leaky gut leads to autoimmune. Autoimmune means your body's attacking itself, driving inflammation, a.k.a. you feel crappy. (laughs) So is this just a more affordable way of creating food? And that's why it's legal. <laughs> like, that's the thing that blows me away. Like, I was at the FedEx place the other day, which I need to stop going to FedEx and just have somebody do that. That's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Stinks in there. It's terrible. Um, but anyway, so I was at FedEx, and I'm looking at the, at the, like the, the, the food that they have there, and it's just Starburst and Snickers and bullshit. Yeah, I'm like, I, that should be illegal. The fact that it's legal, is, it, like, blows my mind. Right? Yeah. So what's the deal with, with about money. how that ends up? So it's about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How does it end up legal? Uh, you know, I mean, listen, the company that produces it is huge. Monsanto. I mean, they are a giant. I mean, global giant. They, uh, for years, pushed studies themselves to show that it was safe for humans. Well, they would argue 
that there's something called a shikame pathway. I just lost every one of your listeners right now. But anyways, <laughs> but <laughs> this this pathway, hold on to me here, I hold like on to me. Though. This pathway is how your body takes amino acids in your gut and it makes neurotransmitters. Those are chemicals to make your brain work so you can think clearly, feel good, serotonin, all these things, dopamine, stuff that makes us who we are, you know, and feeling great, thinking clear. Yeah. Well, you need these certain bacteria to in this pathway called a shikame pathway to make these amino acids that your brain needs, right? Well, you know, this chemical that we're talking about glyphosate disrupts that. Well, Monsanto's argument was that ah, humans, they don't have that pathway, right? It's this is animals and we're doing animal studies, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, what they didn't realize was that our bacteria are the ones who actually have the shikimate pathway and make these, you know, amino acids into these neurotransmitters. So, in fact, we are uh, absolutely affected by it. Bottom line is... Hmm. More and more studies are coming out in droves showing that this chemical is causing cancer. Finally, in the state of California, they actually have to say it now that it does cause cancer. So, you know, it, some of the lid's been blown off of this. They can't call it safe anymore. Stephanie Seneff, a senior scientist at MIT, um, my gosh, I mean, all the way back in 2012, um, even before that, has shown that this chemical disrupts our brain, our immune system, causes even heavy metals to penetrate deeper, other toxins to penetrate deeper into our brain. Uh, the science is there. Mm. It's just nobody's hearing it still. <clears throat> yeah. That's um, yesterday in the workshop I was doing. One of the things that we were kind of talking about was the seats that we drive in are made by broken people for broken people. Yeah. <laughs> right? So when you get in the car seat or the train seat or the plane seat, whatever, you go to this folded over bucket position. That's yeah, true. You know, right. and there's some German guy out there that's like, this is, oh, that's very good. You know, it feels comfortable. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you're, you're like, that's because your spine is broken. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I feel yep. like it's the same conversation with our nutrition. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like the people that are maybe doing this, their perspectives they might not necessarily know the difference. I don't think it's like inherently like it's coming from evil. I think I it's agree. maybe a broken system and it's mm. kind of perpetuating more yeah. broken people. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, actually. I, I'm, you know, there's the conspiracy minded individuals. Uh, um, I'm, I don't buy into it. I, I believe I've met people that work for Monsanto and they believe in their product. They do. Mm. I mean, I. You know, after a while, you know, we start believing our own. Uh, I don't know if we swear on your thing. I almost said. Oh, uh, swear yeah. away. Cock shit. We start believing our own shit, right? I mean, <laughs> we do, right? And, you know, I think that's what happened. I mean, this guy was a high up in Monsanto, and his thing was still, you know, we're going to save the world with genetically modified crops. Oh, by the way, I didn't even mention that. It's like, so, you know, the, the, the same company who makes these genetically modified organism seeds that we change that it can handle loads of this chemical without dying uh, so they make the seed to handle more of the chemical so isn't that clever hmm. I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty uh, good business, good business model yeah, yeah that's right but yeah. anyway so the bottom line is they really believe that they're going to save the planet and they really believe that they can still okay we have some problems but we're going to fix that and you know and we're still changing the world we're still going to feed more starving people we're i mean they believe it they yeah. really do so you were at the point where you were 
bald, going bald. You were like zero energy. You were really falling apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, life as I know it came to a screeching halt. What was uh, the lead up to that? Was that were there any kind of indicators? Are there people walking around that are maybe potentially walking into something like a, a dark, hall, shadowy hallway they don't realize yet? Or what's is, is there any kind of a lead up into that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> there is. You know, if you if you take a little survey um, of people, most people are fatigued, brain fogged. Um, don't sleep well, you know, possibly battling depression, anxiety. I mean, we can keep going down this route, you know, uh, you know, surviving on stimulants. I mean, my goodness, what would they do without coffee all day long? I mean, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm all for a cup of good organic coffee in the morning, but, you know, I can do with or without it. People need these stimulants <laughs> to get through their day, not to mention others. You know, so the, the bottom line is, is that this is America. This is our planet. You know, and the things we're talking about, we have to start asking what's driving it. Dude, that is one heck of a position. So they're listening and they can't see what I'm seeing, you know, but, you know, I'm seeing a leopard on the ground here, you know, sprawling. Snow leopard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if I did that, um, well... I don't know if I could ever do that. So all I'm doing is just stretching my freaking hamstrings out right now, just so people know. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. You're stretching more than your hamstrings there. Getting up into the groin. Yeah, (laughs) my groins would. My hamstrings wouldn't be the issue as much as my groin. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big thing. But so that's so so. um, Just sitting. It's the sitting position. Trying to relate this to nutrition, there's probably some really good analogy that I'm not getting right now. But if we can just change that up, just a little subtle shift of like, maybe sit on the floor for 30 minutes each day. Mm -hmm. If you're spending eight hours sitting at a chair, just give me 30 minutes on the floor. Position variation. I do it. I have my desk. I can go up. I can go down. I sit. I stand. I move. I walk. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's you know, for me, I just do that. I'm, I'm not this. I, I I don't go to that degree that I'm looking at you <laughs> sprawled on the floor. But um, you what's know. the analogy with? metals what's the analogy with nutrition what's the thing that we can do for 30 minutes a day it doesn't need to be 30 minutes but little subtle things like that that are easy and accessible for people to make environmental shifts Mm -hmm. well you know i i i wrote an article about diet variation so i am uh not a here's where you know probably get into some controversy so i believe that variation is the key yeah adaptation all your body, my body, wants to do is survive. And adaptation is key. So through the adaptation, we can optimize hormones like growth hormone and get our cells more sensitive to hormones. So how do we create some adaptation? Dietary change. I believe every healthy ancient culture on the planet was forced to change their diet. Uh, even the Eskimos, right? They would go from ketosis the moment they had carbohydrates, berries, different fruits. <laughs> they went into a higher carbohydrate diet as fast as you can blink. Every culture, because of environmental stressors, you know, feast, famine, whatever it is, would be forced into dietary changes. When you understand what happens in our body when we change our diet, amazing, incredible adaptations that optimize your hormones and your microbiome, that bacteria we were talking about in the beginning, it changes every time you make changes. So I'm a believer in a paleo diet, short times, but if you stay with high protein, that could be really bad. I'm a believer in ketosis. I move 
you know, we move, I teach my doctors to move patients in and out of ketotic states, but in and out because right. the change is good. So seasonal variation I talk about. I talk about weekly variation where you take one or two days fast and then you take one or two days and feast. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mercola, I wrote um, a good part uh, of a chapter in his book about this. Uh, diet variation and feast famine cycles and how we uh, I train doctors around the country to do what I do but how we utilize these feast famine cycles and diet variation to create this adaptation to optimize hormones to optimize cell function so I'm the guy who goes yeah I agree with the vegan diet yeah. I agree with the vegetarian diet right. I agree with that paleo diet right well, how can you agree with all of us because I believe there's times for all of it yeah. You know, I, people go, I switched to a vegetarian diet and I feel so much better. I'm like, I bet you did. Yeah. You know, That's it's right. like I went paleo and I feel something. I'm sure you did. <laughs> you know, but the point is now, Grant, I, I think, you know, bad fats, oils. I mean, there's there's things that transcend all of these diets that are very in common and good and healthy. And we should avoid all of those things. But as far as arguing about how much protein, how much carbs, first of all, I'd argue it's different for all of us. Second of all, I'd argue that the magic is in the variation. Yeah. That's the exact same thing with movement, you know. That's why. That's like, how we got on that subject. The, yeah, you asked me to the, make that too. Yeah. It's the principles, mm -hmm. you know, that, so the principles maintain, stay consistent. Yep. And then from there, just do everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, put yourself really? in a lot of uncomfortable positions and then there's that adaptation yeah. then there's that growth. That's a great thing because think about this. If you did the same exercise every day, okay, you got up and you did Let's push-ups, okay? Push-ups, uh, you know, every day, every other day, whatever it is. After a while, your body doesn't have to adapt to anything. Right. So if you don't adapt or you're not forcing adaptation, then you're not getting stronger. You're not getting better, right? It just becomes something that it doesn't even affect your body the same anymore. So doing the same thing, the same exercise day in, day out becomes non-effective. Yeah. So you know that every athlete knows you have to change it up. That's exercise variation. Why do you have to change it up? So you, the body has to readapt. And in that adaptation, it gets weaker or stronger. It's stronger. stronger. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So diet's the same way. During your, <clears throat> how long were you in a really dark space with your health? What kind of time frame? Was I would that? say four years wow. um, where it was dark. Um, wow, man. I didn't have answers. You know, then I. You know, somewhere around three, four years, then I, I started finding it, you know, some answers and started coming out. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was bad. What kind of rumination did you get out of that? What kind of, like, introspection? What kind of philosophical-type perspective change? Or was it kind of just, like, just get healthy? Was there any value that you got out of the moment of, of like, mm. the dark health place? Oh, man. Uh, listen, I, I don't even know where to begin because... You know, my whole journey now is from pain to purpose. I mean, everything I teach today came out of that dark time. You know, my wife was the one that said, you know, God is not only going to heal you, but he's going to take a message through the world to you. And I didn't see that. Of course, I didn't see any of it. You know, I just didn't want to live life anymore like it was, you know, but I discovered everything. You know, all of what I teach, my five R's of how you fix a cell. Hmm. Uh, came out of it. You know? What are the What are the R's? Yeah, just briefly. I, you know, R number one is removing the sources of toxicity from our life. You know, toxins are why people don't feel well. Toxins are why people don't feel well, despite doing all these amazing things, changing their diet, exercising. So we have to remove the sources. We could talk about that. R number two is regenerating the cell membranes in your body. 
Regenerating the membrane is everything. The membrane dictates what moves into your cell and what does or doesn't move out. It's everything. It's how you even change your epigenome, your genetics. It turns off your bad genes, turns on your good genes. The membrane must be fixed. Mm. R3, restoring cell energy. If you don't do that, you're not going to detox the cell. If you don't do that, you're not turning off bad genes. You're not going to downregulate inflammation. I mean, energy is everything in a cell, and we have to restore it. R4 is reducing the inflammation of the cell. If we don't do that, <laughs> you can't do the others. Yeah. And R5 is reestablishing methylation. Methylation is how your body adapts to stress, whether it's physical, chemical, or emotional. Methylation turns on those genes, turns off. We need this, and stressors deplete it. We have to restore it for the cell to function normal and to detox normal. So these five R's became a roadmap to what I teach doctors on how to fix a cell. This is what the epidemic of toxins is doing to the cell. The five R's is how we fix it, and that's where real detox is. So when I speak, and you heard me maybe from stage talk about, you know, look, you know, real detox has to be at the cell, meaning we have to restore those things in the cell. That's the key. If you don't fix the cell, you are not going to get well. Mm. Oftentimes, I think that we can become overly myopic and potentially become too consumed just to play devil's advocate with this. And I'm, I'm not really... I completely agree, and I'd like to tie that back into how do we work with our whole biology, because mm -hmm. none of us are, are, are waking up in the morning like, okay, I'm going to sort this cell out. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. going to nail this cell thing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, Hopefully not. Right. <laughs> if you are, yeah. We probably have other things to talk about. But, you know, so how, do, how does that spill into just you being a human? And, all, oh, by the way, we're working with yeah. you at a cellular level. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, take toxins and the neurotoxins that we're exposed to out of the picture. And, you know, eating a, a really amazing, you know, diet that humans are meant to eat, you don't have to worry about your cell one iota. It takes care of itself. <laughs> you don't have to worry about detox. The cell takes care of it for you, right. right? But, of course, we're exposed to stressors, physical, chemical, or emotional. So, you know, that changes the game. However, you know, um, if you just kind of just you know, understand those five R's, um, you realize what an important role a diet plays because it plays into every one of those five R's. So getting good fats in your diet, for mm. example, you don't have to think about your cell, but when you're getting a good variety of healthy fats, undenatured fats, you know, so we vegetable oil is in everything that we're eating. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is you want vegetable oil. You just want it in vegetables. <laughs> when right. you take it out of vegetables, it goes rancid. So yeah. avoiding vegetable oils is huge. Uh, yeah. you're, you're not thinking about your cells, but yet you're helping your cells. Getting things, good fats from butter, coconut oil, you know, saturated fats, that's in butter. Saturated fats are in coconut oil. Medium chain fats are in coconut oil. Um, you know, other fats from fish, right? You have some DHA fats. I mean, this is all in the food. If you're eating unprocessed good food, you're now dealing with your membrane. Mm. You're reducing inflammation. That was R4. Uh, you're helping methylation. That was R5. My point is, is that when you start to get to a diet, you know, that's unprocessed, whole diet that probably most of your listeners get to some degree yeah. um you're you're you know you're dealing with cell function without knowing it right mm. i mean you are 
So the problem is the toxins. Have you put much thought or intention in, into uh, the effect of exercise or cardio or movement in general in relation to oh, of course. toxicity? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I was just going to make that point as well. It's like, okay, so now uh, when we look at the, the mitochondria's role in a cell, right, that's where you make energy. Um, when you exercise, you create these things called redox molecules. Well, when you make ATP in your cell, exercise, you need to make more ATP, right? Mm. Now you actually create these little things called redox molecules. What are those? Those actually are these things that help your cells communicate with each other. So when you exercise, you create more of these things that help your cells communicate better. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's called cell communication. Yeah. That leads to really good health. So, and of course, you're making more energy. Of course, you're bringing more nutrients into the cell, more oxygen. When you move, you literally create cell detox. Just moving. Yeah. I mean, literally, if you didn't move, do you realize you would actually die from toxic waste? You suffocate yourself. Yeah. It's like, so you wouldn't die of the lack of exercise or the lack of movement, so to say. You would yeah. literally suffocate your cells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just moving, you're detoxing your cells, right? I mean, think about that for a minute. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's one of the, the really apparent things. When I, I mentioned going out to eat and not feeling so well, um, sometimes I do a better job with it than others. One of the big things that everyone hopefully have already gotten by now Salad dressings are like a huge killer. Yeah, they are. You There's know, the bad fats that we're talking about. We went oils. to Tender Greens yesterday to go, I'm going to get a good salad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And all the dressings, shit. Exactly. You know, so just like food for thought, if it's not pure olive oil and you're at a place like that, you're probably being tampered with. I don't ever eat oils when I go to those places. Even right? if it's olive oil. Well, you have to be really careful. Sure. Right, you're not sure. Now, yeah. look, you can look at an olive oil when it's that really green, dark, you know, it's like, all right. But when it's that yellow color, yeah. it's probably cut. It's probably cut with vegetable oil. Mm. So I wouldn't eat it. But if it's I know my restaurants, you know, I know certain restaurants, I frequent certain restaurants, I ask them the source of their olive oil, right? But, I mean, if that's that really dark green stuff, okay, you could probably, you know, be okay there. But most restaurants avoid the dressings, avoid all oil, you know, travel with your own. Just avoid it completely. Yeah, you can bring a little yeah. little squirt, ask, like squirt bottle. Ask them to use butter. It's it you know it's uh, at least a better. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't eat conventional butter. I mean, I eat grass-fed butter because, of course, you know, uh, a cow, a regular cow eating grain sprayed with a lot of chemicals ends up in the butter. Yeah. So I eat organic grass-fed butter. I mean, it's uh, very important fat. I, you know, in the I, five years ago, I people didn't even think butter was a healthy fat, right? So we've come a long way. I was. You know, 20 years ago, talking about the benefits of butter, arachidonic acid used to have this horrific name that drove inflammation. Now we know saturated fats, arachidonic acid that we thought were so bad. No, those stabilize the cell. You know, you're, it stabilizes brain function, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So these fats are important. We didn't, I, I, we kind of split paths when we were talking about you going into the dark place. Um, was that... Filling related was the was the issue. Yeah, I mean, it took me a while to figure out what was going on, and uh, you know, I was actually in the best physical condition of my life. I mean, I was racing my bike. I was in shape, man. I mean, I was, you know, Still never are. thought. Yeah. Or I guess now, like you are again. Yeah, I, I am again. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Right. <laughs> born I am again. again. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. born again. Thank I wonder God. if that's what Jesus meant. Yeah, that maybe. Maybe but, he had um, a, a <laughs> filling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Something. So I, uh, 
finally, I, you know, just kind of pick up on that story. Um, I, uh, of course, I was searching what was wrong. And I came across something one day called Mad Hatter's disease. And um, I, lo and behold, I was mad as a hatter. And I had every symptom. It was mercury poisoning. <laughs> so I got a blood test and came out negative. So I was very disappointed. Um, it was a year or so later I made friends with a very bright endocrinologist because my adrenals were just shot. My thyroid was malfunctioning, although my blood work was always normal, which was frustrating. But hair was falling out, you know, I mean, the, you know, every thyroid symptom, cold. Wow. He said to me, Dan, I think you have mercury toxicity. I said, I thought so too. I did a blood test. I was negative. He said, that's the wrong test. Do a challenge test because I think you have chronic. It would be in your tissues and yeah. challenge it out and measure it. And it came out positive uh, for that test. And my next question was, where do you think I got it from? He said, do you have any dental work done? This was an endocrinologist. I mean, do you have any dental work done around the time this all happened? I said, I may have, because I had a gold uh, filling crown put on, two fillings removed. Looking back, I got the date that that happened. It was just days after that that my fatigue started. Wow. I just didn't know. And yeah. then it was going on and on and on. I just kept getting worse. I didn't know. I thought I was overtraining, but I wasn't. Bottom line was is that they drilled out two amalgam fillings, silver fillings. Those contain 50% mercury, those dark fillings in your mouth. And they put gold in, which was another problem because I still had silver fillings in. Well, that creates something called galvanism. It's a current, electrical current. It's a battery effect. Hmm. You put two opposing metals in an acid, that'd be your saliva, <laughs> and it creates a current. That mm. current causes the mercury to come out of the other fillings even faster. So, of course, that mercury, by the way, out of those fillings comes out the life of the filling, despite what your dentist or the ADA might say. The life of the filling, that mercury is going right into your brain. You can see videos of that Absolutely. or images Smoking where you see like video. the off gas. Yeah. It's, it's really it, scary looking. We yeah. should... Yeah. Kathy, show notes, yeah. listening, yeah, exactly. smoking filling. Is that what you smoking call it? Smoking tooth video. Smoking tooth video. Yeah. Yeah, a, that's a, by the that, way, like that's a game changer. Yeah, that's a 25-year-old filling in that. They did that on purpose because dentists would say, the, from the ADA, they're listening to their protective body, uh, they would say, oh, they, you know, that's, it's, that's an old filling now. It's, you know, you're worse removing it. All the mercury's gone anyway. Well, that's a 25-year-old filling in that video that Fuck. you see that mercury vapor coming right off. And the, where does it go? It goes right through the blood-brain barrier, right into the brain. One of the most prestigious scientific journals, FASIB, showed the number of fillings in your mouth, folks, is proportional to how much mercury is in your brain and other organs of your body. That image is, is really, really important just to take that image and then look at that from a perspective which... I don't know what you know about this. I don't know that much, but I talk to people about sometimes, but like dirty electricity, for example, mm -hmm. you know, and so we have, we need to look at that image, the dirty, yeah. the dirty, the, uh, how do you say, say what is it called? Dirty electricity? No, 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 oh, no oh. The, the filling image. Oh, this, oh the, the smoking tooth video? Smoking tooth video. Yeah, exactly. So look at that smoking, smoking tooth video. And it's like, cause we don't see that. Yes. Right, and then take that into all the other environmental factors. That's right. Your cell phone being held up to your face. Yes. Right, walking around in you know pesticide grass or the food that you like. There's all these smoking tooths <laughs> that we just don't see with. We don't pick up with these eyes. So true. You know, and I wonder how many people have they're inundated with some metaphoric smoking tooth, and they just haven't gotten to the point where you know they feel like they're going to die and they're balding, but they're like 
five steps behind that. And they just feel kind of shitty, and you they know, think that that's normal. Absolutely, and you know, and it it could start just with feeling shitty, and then or it could start with just the bottom falls off because you have a perfect storm. So, hmm. you know, I, I speak to challenge people from all over the planet uh, with different unexplainable illnesses, and uh, you know, you get a good history from them, and it's always a perfect storm. Meaning what you said, right? There's all these hidden stressors that we don't even realize and then all of a sudden we have a big stressor whether it be physical chemical maybe it's a car accident there's physical right that's a stress that happened maybe it's an emotional stress your husband or wife leaves you some type of emotional trauma or chemical like me i got a bunch of mercury released at one time doesn't matter you get one of those stressors that's already came into a body that's dealing with the electromagnetic frequencies that's dealing with, you know, your daughter stressing you out. It's dealing with yeah. this chemical toxin that you got from your parents because you're already, you know, have these chemicals in your body. And then boom, you get the one emotional thing, the one other chemical thing like I did. That's the perfect storm. Yeah. Then the bottom falls out. That's typically the way it happens. Don't wait for it. You know, don't wait for it. Unload. Imagine this for a moment. All of us have genetically different size buckets, if you will, yeah. right, that hold our, so imagine, we'll call them our stress bucket, right? Now remember, in that stress bucket, we could fill it with chemicals, we could fill it with emotion, we could fill it with physical stuff. Once that bucket, stress bucket, fills up, now, boom, it overflows. That's the day it happened. That's the day that you will speak about to many doctors. That's the right. day that this, you know, that my life changed. That's the day. That's happened for me. So, I mean, ultimately, how do we get well? We have to empty the stress bucket, right? You're emptying the stress bucket right now. You know, but physical, chemical, emotional. Now, I just became the expert in emptying the stress bucket of chemical stressors. Hmm. You know, and that's what we bioaccumulate from the time in utero. The number one source of lead is mom, actually, in mm. utero. The number one source of mercury is mercury from mom. So we start filling that bucket in utero from the womb to the tomb. And my expertise has been to empty those buckets for people <laughs> at the cellular level. And that's the key. Yeah, there is, I, I was mentioned before this, I was reading this thing about lead usage in like the 16th and 17th century. And it was used in Japan and the women that were make, making their faces white. They're covering themselves in oh, lead. Exactly. The other interesting one, which I'm sure they were both both cultures were experiencing, but this is happening in England, and uh, they were doing the same thing. And the women would even notice like shudders and trembling, and there was even like death associated to it, and all these horrible things. But they still did it because of the the beauty component. Yeah, yeah, yeah the cultural. Pra- but it was like uh, it was worth it. <laughs> l- ladies are doing it today. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, right. So I mean, if you look at what's in makeup, I mean, there's still lead actually in, in all the like the red lipsticks. Yeah. By the way, the red color is what you have to look out for. So if you look at what these women are putting in their their skin or in their bloodstream via their skin, hormone disrupting chemicals. I mean, BPA, uh, amongst others, I mean, phthalates, I mean, you name it, it's in the makeups and it's being absorbed right directly into the bloodstream. It's called mm. transdermal. Ladies, your makeup is literally one of the most toxic things that you start your day with. On average, you start your day with 215, ke- no, 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 that's the men. Ladies, it's over 500 wow. chemicals you start your day with. Men, it's 200 and some, maybe 218, something like that. So, wow. I mean, extraordinary start to your day, right? So, yeah. 
Yeah, and same thing with heels. You know, it's a, it's a similar concept where it's like, well, I know this is ruining my physical structure. I know this is ruining my endocrine system. I know this is, it's just havoc. Yeah. But I have this cultural pressure. Yeah. So what I see thing. is a, a deeper mm-hmm. mental illness, <laughs> you know, that's kind of driving. That's like the big. Woof. Yeah. You just limited your wife. Uh, potential, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, the ladies out there that like would be like, I would love to get to know Aaron. They, you just well, I'm not giving up my makeup. Okay, right. ladies, good news is you don't have to give up your. Or just makeup. get some good stuff. That's right, get some yeah, good yeah. stuff. I'm not giving up my heels. Well, uh, it's a time and a place. Time and a place. I think yeah. I, <laughs> it's a very I, specific. I'm helping you here, brother. Slot of time. So Aaron's not telling you to give up your makeup. He's saying switch. Aaron's not telling you to give up high heels. He's saying just wear them out on this sexy night. Okay, so I just helped you out, bro. Yeah, I appreciate because, it. Yeah, I women really appreciate were pouring it. off of this podcast. I mean, yeah. we were <laughs> losing them like crazy. We got them back now. We I got was them good back. until you said yeah. high heels. Yeah, you just lost whole, your whole woman <laughs> following. I thank God I pulled them back for you. Thank well, God. I think it's also granting permission. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's one of the things is it's there's this cultural kind of um, expectance, you know, it's like, okay, I need to show up in this way. It's like, why do you need to show up in this way? You know, I, I personally find for me, like a woman, like I'm attracted to, you know, all the different shiny aspects of a woman in general, whatever they are. Um, and... I'm way more at a deeper, more visceral level attracted to someone that has a really strong composition, <laughs> you know? And that's, I think, something that a subconscious level, everyone probably is, but I think we're kind of, of tricked and we don't necessarily, it's so blurry, we, I don't know if we necessarily even know what we're attracted to anymore. <laughs> As I look across the room right now and see my wife in those high heels and her amazing uh, legs, right, like, I, know exactly I can what assure I'm you, I'm attracted. <laughs> I know exactly. And that's true. I didn't just make that up. My yeah. wife is literally standing yeah. over there. She has that nice physique there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, you're there right. There's something you're sexy saying. about yeah. high heels. Yeah. It, it, it's what it does to the legs. But it also, yeah. I think, kind of, oh man, this is going to potentially be, be, uh, be rough. But I think that it, it kind of. Um, it objectifies a woman in a way. And there's something sexy about objectification. You know, and this is like, ooh, I'm like noticing me by like clenching my, my bottle as I'm saying this. I'm like, oh God. You know, but I think, again, there's a time and a place for objectification. Uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's a really cool, sexy thing to tinker with. Absolutely. But it does, in a sense, it makes the person be like weaker prey. You know, if there's an emergency, that individual that's all strapped up in heels and they have their boobs propped up, you know, they're not going to be able to get it out of the room very effectively. Yeah. I, I, listen, I mean, uh, (laughs) we're going back to primal times here. I mean, if I moved into the middle of the woods with my wife, uh, I'm not going to have her put high heels on. Um, Yeah, but uh, you're right, because you have to run from the prey. Uh, I don't think that's happening in New York City when they're strutting down. Uh, Yeah, so I I never, okay, I have to say this. This is the first, I do thousands of these interviews, right? It's the first one where we've talked about women's legs, um, high heels. So this is is really fun. Um, Women having not to wear them because they might have to run from prey. This is fun stuff. You never know. You never know. You never know. Well, that's the whole leopard idea. You know, know. so as long as you're, as long as you're mechanically, uh, you know, there's like a term mechanotransduction, which is like a 50 cent unnecessary word, but your cells are always responding to the stimulus that you, they receive from your environmental. Hey man, that's why we start diet variation, right? Adaptation. All the body wants to do is survive. So how do we use that to our advantage, right? Mm. How do we use that to our advantage? I mean, honestly, when we understand that principle, 
we can apply that to a lot of things, right? We can start going, okay, you know, because the body will get stronger as long as it adapts. The moment an athlete's not adapting, do they get weaker or stronger? Yeah, weaker. They get weaker, right? So the key is the adaptation, right? So I'll tell you, one of the concepts, um, to pull it back a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> Come just on. a little bit, is, you know, one of the, uh, the concepts that have changed my world in five years. I'm 52, and I, I, I was just asked this on one of the interviews, you know, what health principle was you know, obviously your cellular detox got you well, right? Okay. So beyond that, what health principle changed your world the most? I mean, you've been in the natural health thing, you know, world for 20 years. I said intermittent fasting. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I can be 52 and be as lean as I was. I'm leaner than I was in my 20s. But I, I think more importantly, though, hormonally, I'm much better. So is my wife. I mean, my, look how lean my wife is, right? I mean, you get and it. fit, you gotta right? You got to get photos in the show notes as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, she is 50, I'm 52, and we're in better shape. You know, again, I, we detox correctly, we eat correctly, but the diet variation, we modify our diet, we go in and out of ketosis. But the intermittent fasting, you know, we eat in a small window. One of the things, when you look at studies on living longer, no one can argue that eating less makes you live longer. But here's the difference. Here's what people don't understand. You're, you're a study of ancient culture, I can tell. So when you look at ancient cultures who live long, healthy, they're never, you don't give them food and they're never pushing it away going, oh, I'm just going to eat half. No, right. no, no, no. They eat till full. I spent time with an African, you know, hunting, gathering tribe and I watched them eat three hours. I mean, just this meal with the tribe. I mean, it just went on and on. Right. You watch that in Italy, you watch that. I mean, they have the meals that just go on. The difference is they're not eating less by eating less, by pushing food away. They eat less by eating less often. Yeah, right. So it's, it's a term that I started coining. It's like, look, don't eat less, eat less often. Now, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, right. I do eat less, no doubt. But I eat to full every time. That's important because when you try to just eat less calories, you end up in a starvation mode. Your body ends up eating its muscle. Your body ends up doing all these bad hormonal things. When you eat less by eating less often, it's the opposite. It's hormone optimization. Your body, in this time of fasting through the night and when you're not eating the next day, hormonally, you're raising growth hormone. You're in an adaptation of survival. Mm. All these amazing adaptations help you and become stronger. You're exercising. Absolutely. All these stuff, all this, your body's getting rid of bad cells. It's called autophagy. The, the gentleman who won the 2016 Nobel Prize won it for this autophagy word, meaning in a fasting state that you can do every day. I fast every day for at least 18, 20 hours. So the point is, is that your body gets rid of the drouse. It gets rid of the bad stuff, the bad DNA. Now, once or twice a year, I fast longer. My, my wife just finished a five-day fast, just water for five days. Mm. Now, many people are like, oh, how do you do that? Well, when you get really hormonally responsive and fat adapted, it's easy to do that, you know. But So we fast periodically long, but we fast every day too. Yeah. We got to wrap up because yeah, we probably both have things stuff. that we got to do. Yeah, I do. Um, I a lot to do. We, uh, hopefully we'll do this again. Uh, one of the things, speaking of ancient culture stuff, Egyptians, um, Egyptian doctors, they had, from what I've read, I never met any Egyptians from X amount of thousand years ago, but uh, overeating was a, a core, the core of most all disease. That's right. 
<laughs> right? So it's that, it's that excess. You know, one of the things that I'll say quite, and I'm saying quite a bit is that, we, you know, we're overfed and undermoved. That's right. You know, at one point it's like when you lean down to get water from a river, from a spring, you squat, you scoop, you fill the thing, then you drink the water. That's right. <laughs> right? Now you just press the button, you just kind of go from your sitting shitty position, and then you stand up and you uh, bring your hand out, press the button, drink the water. Yeah. So we're missing this huge component. Yeah, day in, day out. Day in, day out. You know, I think it's that it's that aggregate day in, day out that eventually leads to disease. Yeah. But so it's the, that aggregation it's the of the bioaccumulation of the lack of movement, the bioaccumulation of toxins, <laughs> yeah. the bioaccumulation of just, you know, bad cells. That, you know, we're doing everything wrong in a sense that our modern day lifestyles, the pressure of modern day lifestyles is creating a lot of it. The good news yeah. is that. You don't have to. I live a very normal life. <laughs> I mean, meaning I function in society. I function at a very high level at my age. You know, sleep beautiful, great sex with my wife. I mean, you know, happy, you know, all of it. You know, and I, I don't look at my life and say I'm limited in any way. Meaning I'm not like, I know people hear these conversations and say, I just want to live. No, I don't want it. Right. If you saw the way I ate. I'm Italian. It's like food is everything. Man. I love food. And you should see the food. Come to my house. Spend a week with me. And it's abundance, yeah. not limit. Trust yeah. me. Abundance. Yeah. Awesome, man. So you have the uh, Cyto Detox. you got a really beautiful website. You have a lot of instructional videos and this stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really cool. We didn't get too much into the, the R's, but I think it'd be really cool to maybe link to that and have people be able to dig into that yeah, more. Yeah, you can uh, find that on my website at uh, dr pompa.com cool drpompa.com so p-o-m-p-a.com and then i think they had um a thing that if they wanted to know more about the detox it was the bulletproof do you remember aaron gave it to us um, what was it <laughs> she gave us the thing we both forgot it. oh i wasn't listening yeah, i was gosh i was um, like looking staring at shiny things i think uh, by shining things, I mean, God, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was walking looking, by. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I just, I, I just had this like brain octane something other biohack. So I came in all loopy too, and uh, so we weren't even paying but attention. But we could put, we could put all this stuff in the yeah, show. Yeah, but we'll put it in there. the show notes. Uh, you know. But anyways, it was. I know that some people want, um, you know, want to know more about certain products, and then there was even a neurotoxic uh, quiz that they could, um, they could check out. But cool. uh, so, okay. anyways, we'll put it in the show notes for them. Yeah. And oh, is your bucket full? That's a really good one. There, Solid. she just texted it to me. So, in um, it is the free toxicity quiz and everything that we said at oh bulletproofquiz. Okay. Dot com. Okay. Bulletproofquiz.com. It'll be in the show notes. Oh, folks. that's perfect. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, man. Yep, absolutely. Really fun. Mm -hmm. Joe. Awesome. Bam. Align Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Some ways that you can support this podcast, one of which you can pick up an Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band. comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours. Really great stuff. You can be found at AlignTherapy.com and also on Amazon.com. Um, thank you also so much for 
for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the podcast page. Bookmark that thing. Anytime you purchase some crap on Amazon, purchase that crap. Through that link, we get a percentage of it. costs you nothing. And... I think that's enough. Thank you guys so much for reviews on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Pow.